Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place, uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings tonight, 7 p.m. against Jake Chason and the Brandon Wheat Kings. The Edmonton Oilers, major challenge the next two games against Vegas and New Jersey. Two teams that missed the playoffs last year, but right now two teams that are dominating the shot share. These And the Oilers a little bit undermanned without two of their top six forwards. Uh, we will tell you, some guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town. Every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue, the 99th Roos Chris opened and uh, Open, speaking of which, Tuesday through Sunday from 5 to 10 p.m. Tell uh, Chef Altaf and Chris that Oilers now sent you. I worked with Chris at Red Robin in 1989 when our next guest was, I'm thinking, a uh, maybe it was in grade 13 or a fresh-faced uh, uh, freshman at uh, Football Powerhouse Western University. Uh, we are pleased to be joined by Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where services are specially. Visit abesdoor.ca. Elliot, how you doing? September 1989 is when I checked into Western, and I'm nervous about that football game tomorrow against Laval. Bob, I don't know why it happens, but number one and number two in the country should not meet in the semifinal. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's because of how they do the conference alignment thing. Uh, and, you know, Laval's basically been running a professional program for years. Five, I, I think they have five full-time head coaches now. Uh, you, now, was Darwin Smodiak at Western when you were there? Yes, he was the athletic director, but Larry Haler was the head coach. Right, and as you know, Darwin uh, uh, came out of the West here, spent time at the University of Alberta back in the day, too. So, yes. Uh, there you go. Uh, I won't. Uh, Chris Morris had a tough year on the football front. Bears hockey's doing good, and uh, the Western hockey program uh, still coached by a good friend of yours. Yeah, Clark Singer is still the head coach there. I, I haven't checked to see how they're doing yet, but I've been watching the uh, – the football team, uh, big uh, Yates Cup victory last week over Queens. But like I said, that Laval, Western's good, but Laval's scary. So I'm I'm curious to see it tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be an interesting. Now, is that game on regular TV or? Do you know, I, I believe I believe it is. I, I believe it's televised in Ontario. I think that there's a. Uh, uh, I, I want to say it's Channel 11. I believe they show it, but I, I have to check. Yeah. You could probably get it off your local uh, cable provider. Yeah, Darwin uh, Samodiak, is the, uh, who's since passed away, uh, is the uncle of a friend of mine. Yeah, Doug, died last year. D Doug McLean does uh, uh, the, some of the broadcast work for the Golden Bears football team now. He's a great guy that I used to work with at the U of A about 15, 20 years ago. So uh, there was the connection. All right. Um, hey, well, hey, just by the way, now, I know you... We'll get to the hockey in a second. Have you watched the Netflix series on uh, FIFA? No. You know what? I, I haven't. Uh, I'm going to. I mean, it's... I don't understand why anybody's surprised. We we knew where we were going, right? So yes. I don't see why anybody would be shocked at anything that happened. And they've already changed the rules there from what they said they were going to do because that's what they do. And, <laughs> Elliot, I've seen three of the first four episodes. 
The truth is, mm-hmm. as you know, I, I, I love NCAA college football, especially in the Southeast. I got a lot of time for uh, international soccer. I'm absolutely repulsed by how it works, and I'm not surprised in the least. Like, it's just, um, you know, I know Dr. Bob Stedward, who, as you know, was the head of the World pa- uh, Paralympic Games, and he is a man of immense integrity, a former athletic director at the U of A when I was going there as a student. He used to tell me these horror stories about how the deals really worked behind scenes for international events. And if anybody wants, I know we got Peter out in Wainwright, who's a huge soccer fan, or I'm a task, but anybody that's, uh, that, that really cares about the game, the so-called beautiful game, if you've ever been deluded into believing that it's special, uh, uh, this, this Netflix is just... It just kind of angers you the more you watch it. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Uh, you you got to You know what, Bob? Anything in the world where there's a lot of money and there's a lot of power, 100%. there's a lot of corruption. 100%. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, the You were at the NHL uh, GM's meetings. Uh, yeah. Did you get anything? Like, I heard it was fairly quiet. Is that a fair assessment? I think so. Like, like I heard there were a lot of things. Like, I think Colin Campbell referred to it as Groundhog Day. There were a lot of things that have been uh, discussed before, such as you know the Zegras goal, um, you know things like uh, uh, things like that. Um, you know, I, I think a couple of the things that we're going to see a push for are some player safety issues. Um, you know, last night, you know the uh, well, I mean the cut. Um, I think there's really going to be a push to 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 do what they can with the cuts to have players wear uh, more Kevlar uh, risk protection and things like that. You know, the, you guys saw the Evander Kane injury. There was another one in Finland right around last week too. That there was a, a potentially very serious wrist injury. Um, you know, we saw now that they're going to make the players wear uh, helmets and warm up. Uh, and you guys saw that too with Taylor Hall when he played for the Oilers. That's going to be mandatory after unless. You've entered the league before 2019-20. I think there's going to be something with the Kevlar towards that too. They're going to try. Like those are the things that really look like they're they're coming out of it. Um, you know, do I think there was some groundwork for some moves potentially? But I, I I'm not sure that I, I I'm not like one of the things I think they're going to talk about is they feel that the nets are being pushed off more and is so they're waiting for data to see if they should do anything more about that. But I don't think there was anything earth shattering uh, at all there, uh, uh, Bob. All right, we're joined by Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service, where services are specially. Visit abesdoor.ca. So Elliot, you're one of the most plugged in men in the business it's quiet or is is there a you know is there some discussion going on i mean we we see a couple guys returning to action this week could that could potentially spawn some action including jacob chikrin uh yeah with the arizona coyotes we know that bill armstrong is open for business at any time i believe chicago blackhawks gm kyle davidson is open for business but are they are our teams just waiting to see where they're at what, 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 what are you hearing on that front well, I, I think there's a lot of conversation going around. I, I do think things that people are talking about some stuff. Um, you know, I, I think you know Ottawa. We all know they've been talking about a D, and um, you know I'm pretty. I haven't figured out who it is yet, but and nobody's really helping me with it. But I think they had something that the players said no to. Um, you know, that's one. I think Vancouver's kind of open, like saying, you know, what 
you know, what does everybody think of our situation? What does everybody think of some of our guys? Uh, I, I think they're doing that. I think Toronto's starting to lay the groundwork for what they might do both on defense and potentially up front, uh, Bob. Um, uh, but I think there's a few. I mean, the chicken one is a really good one. But, you know, I, I will say this, you know, uh, you know, why is Ottawa looking for a D? They're looking for a D because of health in addition to everything else. Why is Toronto look, potentially looking for a D? They're looking for a D because of health as much as potentially anything else. You know, Chikrin's had trouble staying healthy. I know that's made some teams really nervous. But, you know, you know, Minnesota put Tyson Jost on waivers today, and that's a – that's a really interesting one. I, I think they're looking for a forward. Um, you know, I, I just think there's a lot of talk. The, the toughest thing, Bob, to figure out right now is action. Like, like I'm sure you guys are looking around out there for well, we some should, stuff. The and, owners should be. They should be looking for something. Yeah, they need more depth. But the thing is, you know Kane's coming back, so everything you do has to be done with that in mind. So, uh, like, I think there's a lot of talk. The question is, I can't tell how much of it is really actionable. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not talking about a 4 or $5 million replacement for Keane. We had this discussion, Elliot. We took yeah. calls straight for an hour. Um, you know, and I, and, I got, and I brought up Colorado, okay? I brought up Colorado because Joe Sackick is from, you know, he's he played in the Western Hockey League at a time when 15 guys on each team fought. And he's always, yeah. he's always valued it. They've always had it, you know, when, when he was a member of the ABS as a player, and uh, Chris McFarland is there now as the GM, and you know Chris worked his way up. And I just think about that real subtle move they made last year. Uh, they picked up McDermott because they were tired of yeah. watching teams lean on the McKinnons. And you saw, I saw, I counted three separate occasions last year where McDermott did stuff that you would have seen back in the eighties, where guys took cheap shots at their star players. And he went right over to those players the next time he got on the ice. He didn't even fake it. He went demonstratively over, stuck his stick between their legs, and said, drop your gloves and take your beating like a man. And I and, he, and here's my you know, right out of the road to perdition with Paul Newman. Right, go get go ahead then do you know do your business. And my theory on this is Elliot. At the end of the day, and I had this conversation with John Shannon. I've never believed for a second that the NHL has prioritized protecting their star players. Okay, I do believe they have a rather egalitarian approach to things. Okay, I agree with you on that. Okay, the irony is when 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 NHL hockey and Rogers spends how much did you guys spend over in the twelve year deal? Was it five billion? Five point two billion. You put Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews in the highlight packages when Edmonton and Toronto plays. Edmonton's playing LA the other night. You're not putting Alex Edler in the highlight package, okay? And so part of the reason why we sell our stars in sport, that is how it works. The NBA protects their star players. Some people say the NFL's gone too far and taken hitting out of the game and, and quarterbacks can't be touched. But the NHL still has a bit, in my mind, of an egalitarian. And as a result, it's incumbent upon the teams to protect their stars. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, I, I don't like the idea of Connor McDavid being uh, knocked out of the lineup on a play like that. Um, you know, it, it, obviously, Edler wasn't suspended. He didn't get a hearing or anything like that. But he's been involved in plays before uh, where that particular play has resulted in suspensions, one of them in the NHL and one of them internationally. 
And I, I just think that the message should be we don't want to see that kind of play injuring our, our best players. Uh, so on that, like, I don't even think that's a matter of the Oilers need to trade for, say, Curtis McDermott to protect them. I understand the, the thought process, but I, I don't even think that should be it. I, I think that you should be sending a message that your best players aren't going to be out of the lineup due to borderline hits. And sometimes that's going to happen between because of McDade, like, McDavid is supersonic and Edler is the exact reverse and sometimes that's going to happen and it's not even going to be intentional. Fine. However, I think you almost have to send the message now that it's incumbent on Edler not to do that. That it's not a good enough excuse to say I didn't mean it or it wasn't what I intended to do. Well, yeah, we, we know that but you, you can't even do it. You can't even make the contact. Look, this is a league right now, and I made this point on our podcast today. This is a league right now that wants the cap to go up next year, ahead of schedule. An injury to Connor McDavid isn't going to change that one way or the other, I don't think. But what I do think is that you have to recognize that the health and ability of your stars to help move that needle is paramount. And I... I like, I think that Connor McDavid should be fair game to a clean hit. If if someone can actually hit him cleanly, I got no problem with that. But I look at that play, which is borderline, and I think what, what has to happen is it has to be incumbent on the defensive player not to know that they're not allowed to do that. And I wish there was more of that. I, I really wish there was. Well, Elliot, unfortunately, some of the former players that are in key roles in this league they identify more with the Alex Edlers than they do with the Connor McDavid's. You know, I, I only, honestly, I don't even think it's that. I really don't. I, I've had these conversations with some of the people that you're referring to. They, they want, like, like the one thing about Colin Campbell, Colin Campbell, who was a really tough guy, he was one of the first guys to come right out and say, maybe we have to get rid of fighting. And he got roasted for that take. And, like, I think he wants a tough game. Yes, I do. I, I think he does want a tough game. Um, but like he, he's not in charge of discipline anymore, we should say. But I, I, I think it's more nuanced than that. All right. I think what actually happens is, I think what actually happens is, Bob, is that every time the Department of Player Safety suspends someone or doesn't suspend someone, you can they really try to look back at their history and say, okay, here's a play like that, and here's what kind of has happened. And I think, if anything, we tend to overanalyze it because they've tried to take it into like a legal argument. This is what a, These are examples of this in the past. This is what a suspension has been, and they try to keep it as close to that as they possibly can. I understand that. I try to look at it. Sometimes I try not to be legal. I try to be more artistic. And the artistic side of me says we can't allow this to happen. Like we have to say if Connor McDavid's going to get hurt and knock on wood, God forbid, nobody wants to see it. If he's going to get hurt, it can't be on that play. It cannot be on that play. And and that's the way I feel. When we came out of the uh, 0405 lockout, I had a former Oiler player say to me, Stoff, were you part of that 38-man ownership team? Because I heard your show almost every day 
and it uh, it sounded like you you personally helped finance the team. You were so supportive of the owners on this. And I said, well, we have to get a hard cap. But I, 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 I would have to say that I gar- I've seen you with a I've seen you with a near a restaurant check. I guarantee you did not finance the team. <laughs> Never a truer word was stated. I digress for a second, Elliot. I looked at that player and I said, just so you know, nobody pays to watch you play. To his face. <laughs> I, I knew the guy for a long time. I knew the guy since the 80s, okay? And it was awesome oh, I that guess, he had... Guess who that is. Uh, it was awesome he got 600 games in the NHL. Kudos to him. But not even his parents went to go see him. Well, you've, you've really kept that... You've really kept it, like, uh, really difficult to figure out. All the Google sleuths are figuring this out right now. <laughs> they know who it is. <laughs> in fact, even the other player walking with him laughed. And I said, I'm only half kidding. The, the bottom line is we sell our stars. We need our stars to play. And unfortunately, yes. and, and why this is a bigger issue for Edmonton is they don't have Kane. Evander Kane, say what you want about him. You can hate him all you want. I'm guessing the large oh, no, no. A lot he, of Oilers fans like him. He, he makes a difference. Bingo. Bingo. He, he, he makes a difference. Like he is intimidating. He, like, you know, that if he decides that he's going to take care of business, he absolutely can take care of business. I absolutely do feel, Bob, there is a little less fear 100%. of playing the Edmonton Oilers when Evander Kane is not hey, there. I completely I, agree with Elliot, you, Elliot. When you co-author my book, all the stuff I really knew that I couldn't say. I'm going to have an entire chapter in what happened with Evander Kane and Matthew Kachuk in that series of the Cal because something happened in the course of that series. Yeah. Actually, I have to say, you know what? I've talked about it with some of the players, and and I I had players on both teams who told me that they thought that Kachuk lit the flame under Kane. Even like not that he really needs it because he's he's a very intense guy and he takes a lot of pride and he's yes he 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 almost always plays hard but i had players on both teams tell me that kachuk made a big mistake and and how far he went with kane in the first couple of games of that series kane has a way with words because he can back it up that can send a pretty succinct message if you know what i'm saying and the Oilers, my point the other night uh and and part of my exasperation was we we both see it the same way they don't go far you know at some point there has to be an onus not just on the star player but on, on the player and hey the, the orders had Craig Muni and they had Brian Marchman. Now, Mush, God rest his soul, would fight. Uh, and Muni, when he had to, would. But they took, you know, they need some guys during the, And you know what happened with Zach Hyman when he was in Toronto with Alex Zedler? And almost on an yeah. identical player. So, you know, I'm, yeah. what I'm saying is maybe you need to go find a different short-term dynamic in your lineup that you don't currently have, and it doesn't have to be a guy north of $1.25 million. Especially... And this is what I think Colorado decided. We can play McKinnon 21 minutes and Ranton in 20 minutes a game. We can afford to have a 12 forward that plays six and a half, seven minutes that, you know, acts as a cooler, you know, sort of handles it. So it is It is what it is. So very quiet. Anything out of Chicago at all or Columbus or Vancouver? You mentioned Vancouver. Bo Horvat is... is- I, I, the, one, the one thing I think about Columbus is I, I think they are looking to... I've heard they're kind of looking to fill some holes a little bit. Nothing stupid. Like, I don't think they want to do anything unnecessarily crazy unless it's like, like Horvat's name has been linked to Columbus a little bit in the last couple of days. And like, to me, that makes 
makes some sense, but only if it's term, right? Like only if you know you can sign them. I, I, I've heard they've looked occasionally for maybe a veteran center to, to fill a hole for the time being, just to just to get them in the game and uh, and just to plug some holes. I, I've heard maybe a defenseman just to plug some holes, especially now that Wierenski's gone down. Um, but I think they're going to be really careful. Like, I think Columbus is a team that actually looked at Chikrin, but I don't know if I see them trading two first-rounders right now for him. I, You know, I... I, I I, they're an interesting team to watch for me because they're not afraid, but I like I don't see them doing anything huge unless you, it makes a lot of sense. Elliot, good luck to your Purple Ponies this weekend. Bob, this was a particularly loopy segment. I really enjoyed it, and thank you very much. Western has, a, has its hands full. I'm Anytime you play Laval, I'm nervous. I'm with you. All right, that is uh, from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service. Elliot Freeman will return to Oilers now after this. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, uh, it is 12.57 in Edmonton. If you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, guess what? You can join Oilers Now in Vegas. Of course, the Golden Knights, the opponent tomorrow night. Uh, Oilers Now in Vegas this January to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights and all of the famous Vegas attractions. This new West Travel package includes airfare, three nights at a five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Vegas Strip game tickets and a welcome reception with yours truly for the Oilers Now Hockey Roadie. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Um... This text comes in from Ryan in Stoney. He says, Bob, there's way too much uh, dead weight in the lineup. Guys like Ryan and Shore bring nothing to the team, need players to play a role in the bottom six. Holland needs to target players to fulfill specific roles. And he adds, Dylan Holloway reminds me of Chris Kreider, speed to burn, good shot, physicality. Well, right now Dylan Holloway is playing 755 per game. He's played 13 games this year. He got derailed early, uh, you know, it, he's played under 50 pro games. It may require some time once Benson does his conditioning stint. I mean, if the owners are going to play a guy eight minutes a game or less, might as well be Tyler Benson and get Holloway up to 18, 20 minutes a game in the minors. We head off to a global news weather traffic update with Christina Drapeau. And when we come back, one of your favorites, Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, former heavyweight champ of the NHL, George LaRock. 